welcome back to the night bus magical transport for any stranded witch wizard or muggle i'm cory i'm confused i mean i'm jamie <laughs> and i'm jackie and on tonight's ride we will be discussing the movie multiple movies and the book dune multiple movies yeah well mainly you guys i haven't seen the older movies i've only seen the newest one. Oh, okay <laughs> Thought yeah. I missed something. Oh, yeah. there's a big difference in the new movies and the old ones. We're basically just going to be talking about everything Dune. Everything Dune related because part two to the new movie is coming out next weekend. Next and Saturday. we will be going to watch it for sure. Oh, yeah. Can't miss it. Yeah, we, uh, Jackie's the one that put us on to Dune. Oh, probably five, six years ago, you was trying to get us to read the books. Well, trying to get me. I don't know when Jamie read the book. Uh, that would oh what, what about a year ago oh yeah when I read it so, right about around, yeah. around about a year I wasn't ago. sure if you'd read it before that or not no I saw the original movie the eighty that's what it was I have no notes again so I don't know what year the first movie come out but uh, yeah that, that was, was like early seventies but I mean oh god no Betamax was out no it, it had to be sixty five or no that's the book dude. that's the book yeah <laughs> sixty nine no that's again that's it's the book. still the book <laughs> I, I'm looking at. I've got the movie Wicca- came out, and I'm I'm positive it was in the eighties. Eighty four. Okay. Eighty four yeah. was the first movie. Yeah, and it wasn't wasn't a bad movie. They just you can't cast a grown man to play a kid. No. I mean, I'm not talking about somebody in their twenties to play. This is, was a grown ass man. Oh, yeah, he looked like trying he was to 30. play a fourteen. Well, I didn't know anything about the story, so I didn't notice that part. Oh, that, you know? that was that was me too. But it was uh, it was totally different than what I'm watching now. Yeah, well, I mean, it also helps now that uh, you know Timothy Chalamet just looks like a kid. He's got a baby face. Oh yeah, he, like his uh, SNL skit. <laughs> you know, I'm a baby face. Yeah, he definitely looks a whole lot younger. I was, uh, and I, I know they didn't, but for part two coming up, that's when you get to meet. Uh, oh man, uh, Vladimir Harkonnen's cousin, who he's got groom picked to be the heir. Yep. I wish they would have got uh, uh, Spider-Man. Who plays Spider-Man? My mind's going blank. So, Tom Holland. Yeah, I wish they'd got Tom Holland to play that role. Ooh. Just the two of the most popular kind of baby faces now, and because Zendaya's in it, you got Tom Holland. Hmm. I, that would have been cool to have <laughs> him come and play, uh, uh, what's, the, what's his nephew's name? Uh, oh, man. I should know this, but I cannot remember. I literally just reread the book, and the names in Dune are very confusing. Yes. So they're hard to remember. But, yeah, his, uh, anyway, his Fade nephew. Rafa. Yeah, Fade, Fade Rafa. Yeah. Yeah, all the names of the people. Fade Rafa. There uh, it is. The cities, the planet, it's, it's all got kind of a, I'd say like a Middle Eastern kind of sound to it. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Instead, they've got Austin Butler playing that role in the upcoming. I don't think Tom Holland could have pulled that off. You don't have to do much talking. No, it ain't so much the talking part. It's just, well, if you if you go by the description in the book, he's kind of tall, which. Tom Holland is not. Yeah. Tom Holland is short. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Zendaya's taller than him. I, I can't see him playing a villain. I, can't I, see I understand where you come from. I was more just getting at the fact oh, that yeah, they've got Zendaya. Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya, so bring in Tom Holland. It would just 
then oh, you've no. got an all-star cast of you that would have broke the internet. They probably didn't have the budget people. for that. <laughs> well, you have a point there too. What well, you say that? Look at the people in this in this movie. I'm gonna say it's doing this. This production probably had a lot of. Money. I mean, they well, got yeah. Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, Oscar Isaac, uh, Zendaya, Javier Bardem, uh, Jason Momoa, Josh Brolin, Dave Bautista. Probably not that expensive. Florence. Ooh. Florence Pugh. Kind of insulting, wasn't it? <laughs> Come on, man. Deep. I mean, Drax the Destroyer. He's not the He's rock. worth a few dollars. <laughs> you got Austin Butler, Florence Pugh, Christopher Walken, uh, Leah Sudux. I don't know if you guys know her. She's no. a, a Bond girl. That's the easiest way to know her, but yeah. Yeah, and like I said, it, it seems like budget was not an issue. Of course, this is Max, so yeah. budget's not an issue. Hmm. Not not too much. Yeah. But considering, you know, the first one went straight to HBO Max and this one's opening, this in part two is coming out in theaters. Well, it's because it does, I guess, because it does so well. Oh, it doesn't. It does super well. It and anybody out there listening, if you've never watched any of the movies or read the book, watch these new movies first. Watch part one and then probably watch part two, then read the book. So you've got characters in your head and you'll you'll love the book. If you like the movies, if you like the movies any little bit, you'll love the book. If you love yep. reading, you'll love the book because it is a twenty-one it's hours. A, and it's something a heavy, long. heavy read, man. Yeah, and it like I said at the start when I was mixing up the dates, the book was written in sixty-five, so it's an old book, so it's old English. It's old English. Sixty-five is not that long ago. Look how old he is. Was you born in sixty-five? <laughs> I said, look how old he is. Oh, I thought you were yeah, referring no, to me. No, no, he was pointing at me. I said, look how old he is. To him, that's a long time ago. Yeah, that was 31 years. The 60s no. and 70s was yeah, the heyday years, of sci-fi point. writers. Like, was it Frank Herbert? Yeah, Frank Herbert. Frank Herbert, Roger Zelazny. I love some Roger mm, Zelazny. Absolutely. You left off the, the most important one. Tolkien. Exactly. Uh, Tolkien was from a few years before the 60s. <laughs> he was still writing in the 60s, though. Well, probably. And he was probably still the best writer in the 60s. Uh, almost definitely. So there you go. You left him out. Hmm. I don't know how you left Tolkien out of all people. Well, I was kind of. I was. You're the one that's always the, hammering to me that Tolkien's the you know the he's inventor. The God, he's the Godfather. Yeah, yeah. He's the Godfather. But these guys were like Pulp Fiction writers, you know. Hmm. Okay. So it was like a, there was a big glut of that in the '60s and '50s, '60s and '70s, really. And kind of in the '80s too, I guess, with George R. R. Martin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mr. Doesn't Know How to Finish a Book. Hmm. Point. Yeah. Man, they said that, playing not with me. His train, maybe he'll get back to writing. No. He ain't getting back to writing. No. He, he He's done got bit by the TV bug. It's easier to write a script for TV than it is to write a full-blown oh, novel. Dude, we could cover an hour on George R. R. Martin's failure to finish your writing. Oh, we could. And yes. eventually we are going to do a Game of Thrones podcast. Because we all love the first six and a half, seven seasons of Game of Thrones. Well, you know, like most of the world. Yeah, yeah. like, you know, 90% of people who love Game of Thrones, you know, we love the first six seasons. We like the seventh season, and we absolutely hate the eighth season. Well, there's parts of the eighth season that was pretty, the, the, the whole battle scene, and uh, that was good. It was a little dark, but it was good. Yeah. And I by like, dark, I mean, you couldn't see the screen because it didn't have yeah, no yeah. brightness. Yeah. I had to argue with the battle scene because a lot of it didn't make sense. Boy, we are drifting way off of this and yeah, head straight this, into Game of Thrones. This is here. nothing to do with Dune. <laughs> All right, let's get back on top. Yeah, of it. back on we, track. We, that, we, again, we can make a whole. We're going to make a whole podcast of that. Yeah, 
There'll for be a shows. podcast sometime or another down the road that's just us, you know, talking about the good stuff and bad stuff from Game of Thrones. But now we're on Doom. So, yeah, back to Doom. Uh, we want to talk about what happened in the movie different from the book or just talk about oh, Doom in general? We Ooh. cannot talk about what's different in the movie than what's in the book because there's 14 hours worth of stuff left out to compared to the movie. Well, like not said, not completely. Like, like I said, I'm, I think the... If you know, if you listen to the book on audio form, it's twenty one hours long, and at the when you get to the point in the book where the first movie ends, part one of the first movie ends, it's around the eleven or twelve hour mark of the book, and it's a two hour and twenty minute long movie. So yeah, there's about eight and a half to nine hours of book there that's just not in the movie. Yeah, and some of although it you can't really do it that way because you know you can't put a lot it all of in. well a lot of stuff just happens quicker on the screen than it does in the book. So you can tell you can tell a two hour book. On screen in thirty minutes. Yeah, but they 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 did leave a lot of stuff out though. Important stuff. That that that's what got me. A lot of the important stuff when they're coming, they're leaving Caladine and going to Arrakis. They're on the inside the uh, they call them the uh, uh, the uh, all the 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 trader people. I don't know why I can't think of the name of them. Oh my god. See, this is the problem. I literally just reread, re-listened to the book, and I already can't remember a lot of this stuff. Me too. The guild, I, the guild. Yeah, the guild. And uh, his dad is talking to him about, you know, with this stuff that's going on with you and stuff. You know, we'll see if you want to become a mintat. Yeah. He said, "Well, I thought the, the to become a mintat, you can't be told." about it until you get to it and then he stops and realizes all the training he had been getting from a well, kid up to the end training. was Mintat training. Well, a mix of Mintat training and uh the Benny Jesuit Benny training. Jesuit training. Which and is supposed to only be for women. A but. Perfect point with your conversation here about how heavy a read this thing is. Oh yeah. You have to learn the oh, language yeah, of Yeah we Dune. haven't we haven't even told people what a Mintat is. Yeah there there is or so what the Benny Jesuit is. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'd, we'd be here forever. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, it's hard to explain all that. Uh, in, and in the course of reading or listening to this thing, and like I said, it's a whole language you have to learn for the terms. And, and yeah, it's just really, really a heavy story. Yeah. It's the, a thick. The Bene Gennett or the Illuminati of that world. Yeah. They're and behind the a, scenes. It's all women. Yeah. They're, they're behind the scenes trying their best to breed the perfect specimen yeah they find people from here to here they'll send women to sleep with them and then they'll take those offspring and have them sleep with somebody else to keep the genetics going till yeah. they get to a certain point to the genetics everything merges perfect now you guys are way more familiar with the story than i am mm-hmm. i mean I, i'm familiar with it but i really didn't get deep into it like y'all did with, with the Benny jesuit and you got the emperor Mm-hmm. What what I, I'm and I, and way back in the first movie, this also can, I mean the visuals were amazing even back oh, then yeah. for that movie, which is why I liked it as a kid. But a lot of it I didn't understand what was happening. What's the connection between the emperor and the Benny Jesuit? Because they're like uh, the the religious sect. Are they in control, or is Basic, the emperor in control? No, the basically, emperor, they're kind of they're they're of their own militia. They the emperor doesn't control them. They don't control the emperor. They just they kind of operate outside of the emperor's law. Yeah, the, see that's interesting because you, you really get the impression right off the bat that the emperor is. Uh, I mean, this ain't a good guy. 
Oh, no, he definitely ain't a good yeah. guy. No. Because he, he sets the two big houses against each other just to weaken the two of them. Well, to weaken so them. So they're not a threat and to he, him. He's mainly trying to weaken Atreides. Atreides is yeah, his cousin. he's afraid of them. He's and he's worried guy. that he's getting too much power. The The other great houses are starting, to look, are starting to, to look at him as the leader instead of the emperor. So he wants to put an end to that. And the easiest way to do that is to take Atreides' arch rival, arch nemesis, however you want to say it, and the Harkonnens. The Harkonnens. Harkonnens. However you want to pronounce it. ways to say it. <laughs> in, in the original, way, way back there in the movie, what didn't they call it Harkonnen? Yeah, the Harkonnens. Okay, because that, now that just sticks in my head. Uh, when you listen to the audiobook on Audible, they and say it's Harkonnens. Harkonnen. Yeah. Which is why when me and you was talking about it, you know, year and a half, two years ago, whenever mm-hmm. we both first read the book, mm-hmm. you were saying Harkonnen. Harkonnen. I'm like, you just listened to the book. You know they don't pronounce it that way. He goes, what's well, how it was in the original movie. I've never seen the original movie. So I'm and like, that, oh. that's the one that just is beat into my head. It's Harkonnen. Right. But it's not. It's actually Harkonnen. Yeah. I don't but know why they it's gonna be. It. It's going to be whatever you hear first. Right. With anything. The first way you hear something pronounced is the way you're going to pronounce it. Yeah. And, and, and on the Harkonnens, they, they're definitely, like you were talking about, the emperor is afraid of the of the power of uh, Atreides. Atreides. The Harkonnens, Harkonnens, they're, they're powerful, but they're... They're very selfish too. They're they're like the the, the gangsters. Yeah, as long as they're making a profit and getting what they want, right. they're really not worried about much more power than that. They're not yeah. a threat to the emperor. Yeah, I mean, they're 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 running. Uh, why did I just forget the name of the Doom planet? I don't know why my mind is blanking. Arrakis. Arrakis. <laughs> they're running Arrakis, and they're bringing in ten billion Solaris a year. Well, you gotta let them know what's so important about Arrakis. Is the spice. I'm getting there because oh. I've got something really important to bring up about that. Oh, yeah. okay. So the main planet that everybody's kind of fighting over for. Planet Crack. <laughs> I was going to say, Planet Dune, Planet, planet Arrakis Ness. is Dune, and its main export is what they call the spice. And they use this spice, at, the guild uses the spice for space travel. They, that's what it, you know enables them to basically travel with, uh, like kind of like in Star Wars and Star Trek, you know, light speed travel. It, uh... Enhances their senses and stuff and lets them see right. into the future to see the fastest and best way to go. Right. It enhances that. And then you find out that other people can use it and kind of take it. And it just kind of enhances them and puts them in a trance so they can see the future and everything. The spice is just cocaine, right? That's that's basically it's what definitely I... definitely mind-altering. That's or, what I've got from this. Yeah. The, the way they talk about how they put it in... And again, this book was written in 65. They put it in everything... It's, you know, they say it's, you know, it's like cinnamon, it's cinnamon-like. So that tells you right there it's not actually just straight-up cinnamon because you could say, well, the spice is probably just cinnamon. No, they say it's cinnamon-like. It's just cocaine. This was 65. They were putting cocaine in everything. (laughs) The spice in doing it's just cocaine. I mean, it's a little more than coke because it's got some interesting effects on them. Yeah, and it's also a poison. eye color and whatnot. It's also a poison. I would say cocaine would have that same effect if you had it in that quantity, like a desert full. That's going to turn your eyes like fluorescent blue. (laughs) A desert full of cocaine, yeah, it's it's going to do something to you. Well, yeah, it's going to kill you. (laughs) Oh yeah, well, I I won't say it's like crack or cocaine or nothing like that. It's a a handful, like they describe in the book, a handful of it will buy you the best castle on premium land with just a handful of what you can get. That's how expensive it is. That's how sought after it is. Mm-hmm. And that's the uh, only planet that it's on. Yes. And when it comes to the spice and, you know, if you have any kind of abilities or whatever, it enhances every, every bit of it. The Mentats use it. 
to help focus them. And a mentat is an artificial human, pretty much. They're they, they're basically what a, a human calculator. That's what exactly what I was going to say. They're basically a human calculator or a human or computer. A human computer nowadays, kind of like where we're heading with AI. That's basically what a mentat was then. Yeah, just without AI. That's that's the thing about Dune. Again, it was written in '65. There is like really nothing like super, super technological, technologically advanced as far as like computers well, and stuff go in it. It's got technological advances because again they travel through space and time. Interesting or space. that you bring that up because you definitely get the feel <clears throat> that their technology is like so far. They they've had this kind of tech for probably millennium. Mm-hmm. You know, so you say there's no computers. Well, probably way back in their history, they just evolved so far <laughs> past that. No, back in they did have computers. They made their own human. To, they made computers to take over the mind of yeah, a that's human. That's what I'm saying. They had computers, and then they've just moved so far past that now. And then where we in they was considered an abomination to humans because humans didn't do nothing no more. They just sat back and let that take care of everything. They're kind of like what's happening yeah. here now. And the Bene Gesserit come in, and they kind of pushed to get rid of all that. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. They, they, the tech was there at one yeah. time, and they've just got... Organic tech, basically. Yeah, they got they got some. I mean, they got shields and laser guns and stuff like that. They've got tech, but they don't really use a lot of it. Not in the movies, anyways. Shield generators they use, uh, spaceships and stuff they use. But basically, everything else is almost like living back in frontier times. Yeah, yeah, they're just you know advanced enough, you know, in their minds that they don't need the computers anymore. Which yeah. is crazy to think that you can get to that point, but. That's the point they're at. And the book was written in 65, so. Well, yeah. That's messing with I you, I say ain't Frank it? Herbert didn't know a whole, <laughs> Frank Herbert didn't know a that, whole lot about like computers. That is like ancient, ancient history to you, isn't it? That's dinosaur times. Wow. <laughs> at least that's what I always tell my mom. Ooh. He was walking with the dinosaurs. <laughs> anyway, back to Dune. So, yeah, the, uh, the emperor basically sets the two houses, the Atreides and Harkonnen, you know, he puts them on a path that is going to lead to war. Yeah, he uh, the Harkonnens have had uh, control of Arrakis, Arrakis for eighty years, and they have they're making some of the richest people. billion Solaris a year, and Solaris is just like their form of currency, so it's basically dollars. They, they, yeah. they were making ten billion dollars a year off of that planet. Yeah, can you imagine making ten billion dollars a year for eighty years? That's eight hundred billion dollars. It's not counting what they skimmed off of it. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. they, they're mining said, it. These are the gangsters of, the, of this universe. Yeah, they have to mine it. They, that's not the money that they're making. No, that's no. the money that they no that brought. 10, that ten billion is how much they them themselves the Harkonnens were earning. That that doesn't count what they were having to give to the emperor and all that. That yeah, that's what. Uh, uh, who was the who was the mentat for uh, Atreides? Uh, man, Thufir Howitt. Yeah, yeah. he was looking through their books. That's how much money the Harkonnen were making themselves was $10.2 billion Solaris a year. After everything was done, said and done, their profit was $10.2 billion a year. That's yeah, ridiculous. Uh, so they were actually making more than that, but by the time they... Because, again, you know, this is still a society. The emperor rules everything. So the emperor gives, you know, the Harkonnens, you know, Arrakis to control. They've got to pay a tax to him and a tax to the guild and all this stuff. Even after all that, they were making ten point two billion solaris a year. That's a lot God. of spice. It is. 
and that whole 80 years they was there, they thought that the the uh, the people that actually lived on the planet before they got there, they the, they they thought there was a total of what they say a hundred thousand of them total. Not uh, not so much the Fremen. There's the regular citizens, and then there's the what they call the Fremen. Mm-hmm. I call them the free man because that's, that's pretty that, much what it that is. That was a play on words. I thought that's what he yeah. meant yeah. by it. And they only thought they totaled a, a population of 50,000 on that planet. Yeah. But like they said on there, it was a population so thin and a planet like this, you spread your people out. And they was estimating over 10 million. Yeah, the Atreides, when they kind of, when they found out the Emperor was giving them the planet and they knew why the Emperor was doing it, that, you know, Paul Atreides wasn't dumb. He knew exactly what was happening. He thought, he thought, you know, we've done our initial reports on the planet, you know, if we can set up quick enough and make enough money off of that, we can cultivate the people there. And they estimate it, like you said, like 10 million people. He said, you know, these are, this is what we call desert power. That's what Paul Trade called desert power. He said, we can take those people and then we can fight off anybody they send. And they knew the emperor was probably going to quietly and covertly send. He's got his warrior planet. Yeah. Uh, what, what, again, y'all going to have to help me with the terms. What was the name of his army? Uh, Sardaukar. Yeah, because they're, they're, they're like supposed to be the best of the best. They are right. the, the, the elite, the Delta Force, as you call yeah. it. Yeah. Right. But they, how many times they refer back to Duncan Idaho and the other guy? <laughs> Duncan yeah. Idaho and uh, Gall- uh, Gurney Gallup. These Gurney are Halleck. Halleck. Gurney Halleck. These are like the sergeant-in-arms, the, the, the head the of Atreides. the Atreides, Atreides armies. Yeah. yeah. They had uh, trained a force just as good, if not a hair bit better, than the Sardaukar, and that's what scared him. Yeah, that's what scared the Emperor. <laughs> the other houses were looking at Paul Atreides, you know, and what he had amassed as more powerful than the Emperor, and the Emperor could not have that, even though they were cousins. <coughs> yeah. And the the, the Sardaukar come from uh, the Emperor's prison planet. prison planet, which is called... Uh, Seleucus Secundus. Seleucus Secundus. I can never pronounce the first name of that. I just know Secundus. So, and everybody thinks, you know, that's the, that's the planet and what, you know, kind of tipped Paul Atreides and his men on to what was, what, what they could have on Dune was, you know, how the emperor was getting such fine, you know, specimens from, you know, Sela Secundus. And he kind of looked at how everything was run behind the scenes. People didn't realize it. He did. And he was like, you know, we can do that on Dune, except, you know, be nice to the people instead of. It was already happening on Dune. Yeah. Uh, they live in the harshest conditions on Seleucus Secundus, and only the ones who survive can make it to to be a Sardaukar. Yeah, and when they on, when they make that, then, then the emperor promotes them, and they get mansions and you know women and all this other stuff. So, and uh, on Arrakis, they're already living. They they grow up in a military style. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they have to just to survive. Yeah, so, I mean it's a, a desert everywhere the they have what they call uh, a ch which is pretty much their own little towns is what i call it there's like ten thousand people in it mm-hmm. they do their own manufacturing they make their own steel suits they make their own plastic explosive paper everything probably need to explain what a steel oh. suit is oh yeah a steel suit is a desert suit that they wear out in the desert it uh reclaims your water which includes urine and feces and stuff and sweat. And sweat. That's, that's the main, well, yeah. the main thing is urine and sweat. Yeah, urine, urine and sweat. It filters it into the suit. Your body's movement 
pumps it around to filter everything out and then you have a little catch pocket with a tube that you can bring around there and drink the water back into you it is in a word disgusting if your suit is properly sealed and everything's done right on the harshest day that body will only lose a thimble full of water a day and, and I can if tell you're you, on a planet that has no rain whatsoever, that's a, that's pretty damn good. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, water yeah. Is, is like everything. It's life. It's, it's, yeah, water it's, is like platinum to us. I mean, it's, it's so rare that, you know. And I can tell you, when I when I worked out today, I probably lost a thousand thimbles full of water. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that still suit uh, would be nice. Oh, It'd be yeah. a little disgusting, but it'd be nice. Well, they say it's a, it's got like an acrid taste to it, but I mean it filters out everything. So you're not going to taste your urine and stuff to it. It filters no, that out. But the water's going to be warm. The water's going to be warm, and it's going to have, that's as a, as an acidity taste to it. Yeah, it would have to. Yeah. Well, since we're on the subject of the suits, on a on Arrakis, if someone dies. You don't just bury them. You don't waste them. Oh, yeah. You no. basically squeeze them yeah, you juice like them. a lemon until you get every drop out of them. Yeah, they render them down and yeah, get all the every bit moisture of out of them. They the moisture them. belongs they to the, the water belongs to the clan. The flesh belongs to the person. Right. And that's how they do it. Your flesh is yours. The moisture is the clan's. Yeah. So needless to say, the, 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 the Fremen are very uh, structured, very precise because they have to be lit to, to make it yeah they, they they're a finely tuned military mm-hmm. unit yeah even the kids they even tell the uh, talk of the kids when they go to battle that even the kids are fierce fighters that women would throw their babies at the at the other soldiers and then fight to the death oh yeah yeah it ain't it ain't nothing to sacrifice a, a child or something yeah it, they there's just there's no quit in them. Again, there's no there's heavy, no weakness. Heavily heavy story. There's no weakness to them. They're not gonna look at oh well I'll I'll give up because you have my kid. We'll have another one. <laughs> that's yeah. pretty much how it goes. That's exactly how they look at things. <laughs> yeah, they there's no there's no holding them back. And then also uh, another thing that makes the the planet Arrakis so treacherous is the worms. The worms, or as the Fremen call them, the makers. The makers or Shahalud. Yeah, Shahalud. Yep. And they are, these are, you know, not your typical worms. No. These things are massive. massive. I mean, they could. They could swallow a battleship. They could swallow, they, they could have swallowed the Titanic like it was nothing. Yeah, that would just be a little morsel appetizer. That's nothing. Well, you you to see do. how it, it swallows up that uh, spice collector. Which yeah. Which, you know, is just, you get the impression this thing is a massive. Yeah. Yeah, I'd see, that's another thing I didn't like about that one. In the book, the spice collector down there, the worm's coming, just like it shows in the movie. And then they're like, okay, we need the carry-all to come in. Nobody can find the carry-all. Carry-all never makes it in. Yeah, it doesn't break down like in the movie. In the book, the carry-all, the, there's three people on the carry-all, three pilots, basically. And one of the pilots is a Harkonnen agent. Harkonnen. You got me saying Harkonnen now. Harkonnen. <laughs> Good God. One of them is a Har- Harkonnen agent, and he uh, incapacitates the other two. And basically takes the uh, the ship away to cost the Atreides a uh, spice uh, collector. Now, now you say that doesn't doesn't happen in the book, but in the movie, man, that's kind of kind of good. 
because it gives the audience an idea of just how much crap equipment that the oh yeah arc, uh, the, that's uh, that's why they did it the Conan's <clears throat> left well they they, they seem they sabot- it was... well, it's even, it even says in the story they sabotaged what they did leave yeah oh yeah, yeah. They, they left the worst they didn't of want the their trades to to yeah. you know so, to be see. successful basically all the old equipment they wouldn't use no more because it wouldn't in fit shape to use is what they left behind and they took yeah. all the good equipment with them and the harkonnens the, when they left so that's just a kind of like a little visual idea to let you know you know this stuff's just junk that they got left yeah but that carry all coming up missing in the book plays a big part later on in the book oh okay yeah and and which they completely gloss right over top of hmm. uh, oh, they did have a you know a, a set no they should have done a tv series out of this is what they should have done yeah i mean it's they could have done a, a especially considering there's multiple books now the first book's the only good one now understand me people when i say this fuck them other books Book one is the best. I tried reading book two, and I could not. I'd like maybe a chapter two in it. I, I couldn't do it. I was the same way. It was the dumbest. It wasn't even the same. wasn't even the I same know book. nothing about it. So. I listened I to the first chapter of book one, I mean book two, and I had to turn it off. I was like, nope, this ain't for me. Yeah, it, and I mean, there's, if I'm not saying there's like seven or eight, if not more, there's probably even more than that. I know there's I know there's six for sure for sure six there I think there's more. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there is, but yeah, the first one is literally the best one, in my opinion. Now I could be wrong. I've been known to be wrong. My ex told me that all the time, but you know. <laughs> Apparently there there is only six because uh, Frank Herbert died in '86, so he died before he could finish it. Whoa, what is that? Uh. My book trying to, my phone being oh, crazy. Okay. Yeah. I was looking at my iPad, so I just heard something in my ear. I was like, whoa, what? What's going on here? <laughs> but yeah, the, the worms are huge and they just, they swallow up. And, you know, when you can't just walk across the desert sand, because a worm can literally sense that from, like, I guess they can feel a shift in the sand. Well, it, there it is. says they're attracted to, to, like rhythm, like the rhythm yeah, of rhythm, walking yeah. is a rhythmic pattern a rhythmic, attracts them. Yeah, rhythmic beat. There is nineteen books because the the Fremen's got their well, own. Well, Frank way. Herbert didn't write them all. Yeah, there's there's nineteen. That's why I was trying to wow. do it on my Audible and look. Yeah. There's nineteen books. Yeah, the, uh, the the Fremen have their own way of walking across the desert to it, not attract. The it worms. gives it a a natural desert yeah. sound. They'll do a step, it's like a side take their foot, slide it to the side like the sands, just like the winds blowing the sand down the like dune. the sand shifting. Yeah, it's it's a weird walk. There's no way I could have done it. Hey man, no. do, do you think Tremors stole the idea of the worms from Dune? Yeah, mm. I, I, think I mean they did. it's kind of dead dead on. They're attracted oh. to, to vibrations on the surface. Well, it, to a point, but their worms are totally different. Well, I mean, yeah, just just the idea. Yeah, they, you know? the ideas ain't bad. Yeah, you but, know something that can yeah. move through sand and, and earth and is attracted yeah. to the vibrations. Now I did like how they did the when the worms was coming towards them. How the sand would look like it turned to liquid, like mm-hmm. it was a fluid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would look like the ocean and stuff of it. Yeah, because they'd start sinking down through it, and you can actually do that with air. You could have air channels run underneath sand and turn it on, and have them blah blah, and it would literally move just like water does, like a fluid. Mm. Makes yeah, sense. yeah, it, it was the the visuals that on this newest movie was yeah, really good. I never had that kind of visual in my head until I watched the movie, and I was like, oh, I like how they put that to where it's like you're literally sinking down into water. 
and that's how it's described in the book is you know it's you know the same when the worm starts coming it looks like a wave coming out of the ocean yeah and they are massive yeah i love the parts when they actually come out of the sand the visual they have with that oh yeah at the, the near the end of the first part one of the movie when it yeah. comes up and is looking at you know them which that's another movie only thing but that's good for giving you perspective on how big the worms are and oh, that's yeah. not even a mat like it in part two you should see an um, absolutely massive one because you know around i'd say within the first 30 minutes of this this second movie they should be at the part where in the book paul uh rides or not paul but uh yeah paul yeah paul he rides Freddy's. the uh he rides the like the, the biggest maker that you know the Fremen have ever seen. Yeah, I don't know if it'd be thirty minutes. How many movies are you planning on making? I think only this one. Oh, this is gonna be the last one. Pretty sure. Oh, well, based yeah, on the watching then. the trailer for it, I mean, I saw some characters in the trailer that don't show up till the very end of the book. I mean, there's so uh, I don't know for sure. To me, the book's long enough they could do three movies, but yeah. it looks like they're only doing two. And based on the fact that the first movie ends about halfway through the first book. So, yeah, I'm, well, yeah. I'm sure the first two movies just cover the first book. And that seems to be the most popular oh, yeah. part of doing that. I didn't even know there was that many. Yeah, I didn't know. I knew there was a bunch of them, but. I, I, honestly, for the longest time, I thought that was the whole story. See, uh, was the one book. My dad got me the first three books. It was in a little box set. And I'd done security and stuff. I was sitting down there, and I got the first book out, and I started reading it. And, man, I got hooked to it got hooked to it bad i read the book three or four times in a row uh then they come out i was looking on youtube and they had it on audible on youtube and it was in two parts and i downloaded it and i used to steam clean i throw my headphones on and turn that on and i'd steam away listen to that audio book then i bought audible and i just bought the book <laughs> well i can listen to it anytime i want but it was real good but I could not get into book two <laughs> I yeah. tried. Yeah, it's uh, there's definitely I I don't know I don't know what's different, but just the second the second book starts, you just realize this ain't the same. Yeah, it's totally different. So yeah. Now did Frank Herbert write the second book too? Yeah. yeah. Okay. He may have wrote all the other ones. The other ones, some of them may be like short stories. I don't I don't know if short. Well, you can look since you got them all pulled up. See how long some yep. of them are. Because even the second Doom book is like way shorter than the first one. Well, 19 hours, 20 hours, <clears throat> oh, 18 no, hours. They're not short stories, that's for sure then. 15. Now, there's one that's three hours long. Yeah, see, now that's a short story. And there's one that's five hours, well, two that's five hours long. Yeah, those are kind of like short stories. Yep, but for this part of time. It... But now, I'm looking, a lot of a lot of these are written by his son, Brian. Brian Herb, Herberst. Herbert. I said that wrong. So yeah, not all of them are Frank. the The book is amazing. The movies are good. If you haven't, like we said before, if you haven't listened to the book or read the book yet, watch the movies. Get all of them out of the way, then go to the book. You will not be disappointed at all. Probably never going to go past the first book. Though. Oh, I'm not going past the first one. No, you don't. You don't it, need to. Also, don't have enough interest in it too. I mean, it's a good story. <clears throat> like I said, it's a heavy story. Um, yeah, we gotta. <laughs> we 
we've jumped all over this book the book and yeah, we usually we, do we, we, yeah. we're not in any kind of order no. let's try to get us a, just a little bit on well, track as Corey keeps pointing out the story's been around since uh before god so <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. everybody already know we're not spoiling it and based yeah. on how popular this you know the max movie was part one i would say most people have at least seen enough that they understand what we're talking about yeah and if they don't, then it's probably best we're not spoiling everything for them because it's, it's really good. It's definitely worth reading. Watching first, then reading. Oh, definitely. So I don't think we need to break down scene for scene. No, I wasn't going to go scene for scene. Just it starts out, they have to leave uh, their home planet to go to Arrakis just to set up so the Harkonnens and them will fight to weaken them down. They get to the home planet. uh they're walking, they're leaving the, in the book. They're leaving the thing, going through a little parade through town and stuff. And they're calling him the, uh, oh, what they think? He, oh, oh yeah. His, uh, well, the, uh, his mother had basically was supposed to, was, she was supposed to bore a uh, daughter. Yes. But she bore a son anyway, trying to make what the, uh, Benny Jesuit called. Benny Jesuit called. What were you gonna say? I said, let me jump in here a minute. We've talked about the technology, and and the futuristic everything, and the battle between the houses, and the emperor being a emperor, and and wanting to separate and weaken houses. But there, there there's some like mystic religion stuff happening there here too, right? There's a lot of religious oh, yeah. stuff happening. Because uh, this is like this prophecy of the. That's what we're trying to. Yeah, I mean, but it's not just tech and stuff. There's there's some mystical shit happening here too. Oh yeah, that's why I'm. That's why I was trying to say that they was trying to breed the the perfect person. Uh, yeah, I I don't know why I cannot for the life of me think of. Uh, Quizet Carter. Yeah, the Quizet. Queen Sans Hatterack. Yeah, yeah, that's Quizac what the Ben calls. That's what the Ben Jesuit calls it, and that's basically you know they're all they're all females doing this. But they're trying to breed the perfect, it's weird, they're trying to breed the perfect male to become a Benny Jesuit, and then he will be the Quizak's Hatterack. He can see through the female side and the male side. As of right now, the females can only see through the female line. They, uh, Benny Jesuit Reverend Mother can see the memories of every other resident mother before them. They can tap into their knowledge and stuff back through the history. They cannot see through the male side. Once they go to it, they get scared and it throws them back out. But the male should be able to will be able to see through the female side and the male side, and that's what they're trying to breed. Which, if it's never been bred before, how they know about it? I have no clue. That's what I say. So there's some like mystical. What exactly is the Bene Jesuit? I mean, I know it's a religious order, but what's the the, the, the I'm asking y'all because y'all know this more than I do. Is there anything more behind it? Does it ever like go in? Maybe it does later on in the other books. It might in other books. Uh, this one right here that just goes into they they get the females that they breed. They go to a school and they learn everything. All these different languages, all these different kinds of I mean, poisons and antidotes, and we've got like some some like powers too because uh, they got the what is it they call the, the voice. voice? Yeah. They can just, like, force a person to do what they want them to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, once they learn the tone and pitch of the other person, they can just, with just a word, make them do what they want. But like I said, they they learn how to to fight and everything else. Uh, Muscle control, 
They can literally twitch any muscle on their body just by thinking about it. Not, we can't do it. We can't just think, so, well, I'm going to twitch this muscle right here or the, the muscle right there at the corner of your, your nose and stuff. They can twitch every part of their body. They perfectly control their body. They're perfectly amazing. in tune with it. And they're, they're amazing fighters, too. Oh, yes. Benny Gesserit. As the Framen call them, the weirding woman. Yep. They, they, they study in the weirding ways. Yep. That's what they're called on that. Uh, I know, you know, Paul, once he uh, kind of gets stranded in the desert and joins in with the Fremen, they, they end up calling him uh, Mwadib. Mwadib. That's his Fremen name. Yeah, Paul he, Mwadib. He chose that name. Yeah. Because uh, they wanted to know what he wanted to be called. He said, what do you call the little mouse that hops through the desert? Mm-hmm. And they go, it's funny that you mentioned that. Uh, we call him Mwadib because he's a, uh, He's smart and he's wise. He makes his own water and everything else. That's a good name for you. Because he has a, he gets visions and stuff because it, the spice is so strong out there where they're at, and everything they eat is heavily spiced because they're friendly. They can get all the spice they want. Which, but it's basically in the air, isn't it? Yeah, right there in the de- when they're out in the desert. They get close to what they call a spice bed, and the wind blows. It just blows in spice everywhere, and they breathe it in and everything, and it affects him because he has Ben Gesserit powers. It affects him a whole lot more than it did his mom, which was, I thought was a little weird. Well, he is the Quintet Tatarak. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, I figured the spice would actually give her help her see and stuff. It's not until she becomes a reverent mother that she gets any kind of what I consider mystic <clears throat> powers beyond the Bene Gesserit the training she got. The, my favorite part in the book is when he fights for the first time. The one, the Fremen. The mm-hmm. ninth fight. Oh, and yeah. That's, again, in the movie, spoiler alert, in the movie, they're in their steel suits. They're standing outside, you know, challenge the throne. In the book, there's a whole night goes past when he meets up with the Fremen and everything. And there's a guy that uh, Paul disarmed, and he didn't like it. He he felt like he should never have been disarmed by a kid because they're the Fremen. And he challenges him to a battle. And they have to strip down to where they're doing nothing but loincloths. And they got glow glow, uh, glow globes hanging up for light and everything inside. And they're fighting to the death. And, the, and Paul, like I said, they used shields back then. And anything fast coming out of shield, the shield would deflect. But if it comes in slow enough, it, the shield will let it pass through and stab you. And he was trained his whole life from birth to fight with some of the best. And they're in there fighting, and he's used to fighting with a shield, so he times his strikes back like he was trying to go through a shield. And he's always just a second off from hitting anything. And they think he's literally taunting the new guy, the other guy. But it's just his shield training. But it, in the middle of it, he... he He's 15 years old fighting this 30-some-year-old and just destroys him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's 
and especially as he kind of learns some Fremen, some of their ways, he's just like, he's basically the ultimate warrior. Yeah. Not the wrestler, but. Yeah, he's, 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 he's one of a kind. He was like his mom. She gave him the Benny Jesuit training along with the training he got from Gurney Halleck in Duncan, Idaho, and the Mintat, uh, oh, yeah, I mean, Howard. yeah, he's basically been trained in every form of uh, mental training and combat training since he yep. could, you know, train since he was old enough to walk. He was trained in this ways. And Mintats are also assassins, too, mm-hmm. uh, skilled beyond, you know, most humans. <laughs> Just for some fact, they have the they can calculate in their head. You can ask them a question, and their eyes gloss over, and then they just start spitting out facts. That's how mm-hmm. good they are. Yeah, that, that's the, that's the uh, the calculator term we was getting at. That's where that comes from. Yeah, because uh, you'll ask him, I wonder how much it costs to do this, and then all of a sudden, boop here, he just stops, eyes gloss back over. I'm estimating blah, 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 billions of salaries and stuff, and, and just a shame that they blow that kind of money just for a ceremony in yeah. the movie. I mean, we could. I could ramble on different parts of the movie all day long. Well, not the movie, the book. I, yeah, the book. The book is just amazing. The movie's good. It's just it don't hold a candle to the book. Now they got good actors and stuff in it. I just wish Jason Momoa would play somebody that lived longer. Oh, I know. Now I love his battle scenes because he just has oh, that look yeah. on him. He grabs his knives and stuff, and he just goes to work. He played the role perfectly. Yes, I just he hate did. that the character died so quick. Yeah. Now you talking about the what are they? The the, the Emperor's Army. Sardaukar. Sardaukar. Yeah, Sardaukar like top level warriors, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the only reason they were able to take Duncan Idaho down was just sheer numbers. Yeah, yeah. They, they was they just overwhelmed him. You know, he was taking out tens of literally tens of them at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't until they was they overwhelmed him with sheer numbers. Yeah, that just, they that's the only out. thing that brought him down was there was just so many of them. Yeah, that's that, and that's why the emperor was so afraid of the Atreides because of the training them guys was getting. Yeah, and then <laughs> I love the fact that when the uh, when the Fremen are you know basically when Paul and them kind of tell the Fremen you know oh that's Sardaukar those are the best and they're like Sardaukar those were good fighters. Yeah. They didn't touch the Fremen, but they were good fighters. The Fremen was like, yeah. those were good fighters. And if the Fremen say you're a good fighter, you're a good fighter. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a yeah. compliment. Yeah, because yeah, in the book, they're like, oh, Sardaukar. That's why they were so good. And he's asking about the uh, cannons. And what's uh, Foopier was getting aggravated. He said, well, if you want one, go get you one. Oh, we did. We captured one. Crude design. That was guarded by Sardaukar. Well, yeah, we, uh, we lost three... And they captured like four or five of them, or took out. They captured a couple of them and took out almost a battalion on their own. Yeah. And to the Fremen, that was nothing. To everybody else, you captured Sardaukar. Yeah. It, it, it's in the description they give. When it comes to a Sardaukar, you are to strip them down. You are to probe, X-ray, hard X-ray. Shave their heads, pull their toenails, and everything, and be guaranteed that you did not find everything that was hidden on them when mm. you get done. Yeah, because they're, they're basically, you know, they're supposed to be, you know, until they meet the Fremen, they're supposed to be the ultimate warrior, the ultimate fighting, you know, battalion. 
And, you know, they've got just method upon method of winning a battle. So, yeah, you're, you have to do a deep cavity search to make sure you've uh, fully disarmed a yeah. starter car. And then you still probably haven't fully disarmed a starter car. They mm. said you check their hair because they'll have sugar wire in their hair that is strong enough to decapitate a man. And it's just as thick as a hair. Hmm. Uh, they could take their fingernails and toenails and pop them off and put them together and make homing beacons and stuff out of it. They're just they're just wild how they got them trained. Like I said, the Delta Force of the military. And yet, like I say, Duncan Idaho was taking them out ten men at a time. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. and he Duncan makes, Idaho is basically a Navy SEAL. Well, he makes the comment because if you're in the movie. I just recently rewatched it. Idaho makes the comment he, you know, he basically got into a fight with his first Fremen. And he said, like, that was the closest, closest he ever, ever came to dying. Yeah. 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 He was out there looking for him forever and they was watching him and they finally sent somebody out there to kill him. Yeah. He, he was just like fascinated with the Fremen. Oh, yeah. Oh, he was, he admired him. He he'd basically became one. Oh, he had. Yeah. Yeah. But he got sent there, you know, to Iraq as early. And by the time, uh, the Duke, uh, Leto Atreides, and all the people had arrived. He had basically joined in with the Fremen. You know, he admired them. They admired him because of how good a fighter he was. I get yeah. it. He was probably the first. He was probably the first fighter they ever encountered that could, you know, beat one of them in one-on-one combat. What what they called a soft uh, city person, yeah, or something like that. They they actually they basically laughed at the Harkonnen. Oh like, yeah, they, they, the Harkonnen warriors that got sent out against them. They they just laughed at them. It's like, really? no, that's that's nothing. Our kids beat them. <laughs> yeah, in the books, I think they say they killed like uh, maybe thirty uh, thirty thousand Fremen, and they had lost over sixty or no, it was over uh, I think seventy or eighty. They it was two to one. They lost. No, three it was more one. than two to one. It was like ten to one. Yeah, for every one Fremen they killed, the Fremen killed ten of them. And they thought, you know, that the starter car was going to come through there and just wipe them all out. But they, and they, uh, that's when he was explaining to the emperor how many they, how many people was on the planet. And he said, we didn't even cut into their birth rate. We just weeded out the weak ones. <laughs> it that's pretty bad though. That uh, uh, the. Vladimir, the Harkonnen uh, leader, it's pretty bad on his part that, you know, he didn't realize, you know, what was going on when he's looking at the numbers like, well, yeah, we killed 30,000 last year. You know, we may have lost 300,000 of our people doing it, but we killed 30,000. It's like, wait a minute, you you just lost death. For every 10 warriors you send, you kill one of them, and you think that's a win for you? Yeah. It, 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 <clears throat> like I said, they just, the Fremen are just scum to them. They're nobodies. They're not worried about them. It's, and I have to bring up my Harry Potter references. <clears throat> it's wizards versus house elves. They're nothing to them. They're scum. Don't realize that they have magic that they didn't have. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that they was actually stronger than what they look like. We'll go back to Doom now because I get all my Harry Potter stuff. Oh, yeah. We, we, we can't go down that road. No, we was up here talking about it the other day. and The other, last night. Yeah, it, it was... Yeah, we got together last night. And, yeah, we end up <laughs> down a two-hour rabbit hole about Harry Potter, which happens with us all the time. But yeah. anyway, anyway, we're basically what we're getting out here is we are really excited for this new Dune movie coming out this weekend or next weekend now. Yeah, I can't wait. For that. It felt weird not going to a movie this weekend. <laughs> wow, well, 
we went to the movies these these last couple months. We went to the movies more than we probably ever went. At least for me, it's more than I've ever went in probably my whole entire life. Wow. I don't. I never went to the movies that much until recently. When I was younger, it was more the drive-ins than it was uh, the actual movie theaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was back before we could just turn the TV on and watch, you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and to be fair, I would still rather do that. If they were doing like a dual release of this, you know, doing part two where you could, you know, go to the theaters and watch it or you could just buy it right then, right there at home, I'd just buy it at the house. Nah, not me. I'd go to the movies and watch it. I, I, it's something about plopping down with my popcorn in my hand big surround sound a big screen in front of me oh you can't beat the sound yeah screen wise yeah i mean my my tv at the house it's nowhere near as big but picture quality wise it's a better picture quality than the cinema has oh yeah but you can't beat the sound can't beat the sound and it's just the the fun of just going out to it oh uh, don't get me wrong it, it is it is nice and there are certain movies that i want to see in theater that's why you know we're re-watching all the harry potter movies as, in as our local theater you know releases them each one each month I didn't get to ask you guys, on the last one, what was the turnout like? There was way more than the first time around. Mm. But like me and him for said. Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, for Chamber of Secrets. It was, it was about half full this time around instead of only having a handful of people. It was about half full. We were the only two dressed up, though. Yeah, we're the only one <laughs> representing Harry Potter. Nobody else wore nothing. No school collars, no uh, Gryffindors. They didn't wear nothing. It was you look at them, they're just normal people walking in there. Yeah. And I you, don't know what the hell wrong with these people around You know here. they have to be fans to be coming to watch a Harry Potter movie in theaters. It, yeah, it's, but you got to like remember a, where you're at, you know. It's, it's not uh, heavily populated. And they're lucky I did come in there in my school rows. I don't know how many hey, we made hardcore next fans yeah. you have. My I mean, we had our uh, Weasley sweaters on. Yes. It ain't like back in the day, when, you know, when they'd premiere a new movie and you had the before. Uh, you know, you went to several of them. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's why I'm saying, you know, the people here... You know, this is not a, you know, like a new movie coming out. No. This is Harry Potter. So if you're coming to watch it, that means you, you've you got to be some type of Harry Potter fan to come to the theaters to watch, right. and you, you think know, you would a movie that old. Break out your gear. I had my jacket and everything. Oh, I had my Harry Potter hat. Oh, I had my Gryffindor hat on. I had my Gryffindor jacket on. I had yeah. my Weasley sweater on and yeah. that. Oh, I had my come. Weasley sweater. I had my Slytherin scarf, my Slytherin uh, toboggan. Come summer, man, maybe we'll make some of the local festivals. And by local, I mean like Virginia, Pennsylvania. There's some fairly close by big yeah. celebrations that they have. But now so. Beckley has a a con that goes on every year. Uh, I didn't Armory. know the name of it. Um, yeah, the ones around here, aren't to me, aren't big enough. Oh, if I'm going to one, I want to go to a big one. Well, I wouldn't mind going to that one just to see They They, get, they have out. celebrities. Well, I mean, probably not top-tier celebrities. Yeah, yeah. You got you got the guy who made the sandwich on the set of this movie. <laughs> well, see, when it comes to Harry Potter, like I, said, I love the book so much that I don't really care about you know the actors who played the roles. Like it's nice, you know, me when I'm it's nice, but you know, I mean, that's I just whole, I just uh, like I Harry mean, Potter in general, so I, I could care less about the actual people, actors who played the roles. You no, know, that's part of the fun of cons. I th- would think I've never been to one, but yeah, well, neither have I. So yeah, you go in there and everybody's got their merchandise and stuff out. You can find stuff that might have come off the set, or you might find. You know, hard to find objects and stuff. And then you get to meet the other fans out there and you get to talk to them. That's when you need a mobile mic and stuff and just start talking to them and be some hellacious discussions you can get into with other people. Just this was the three of us here. We get into some hellacious stuff. Oh, what? yeah. Oh, and our conversation we had last night, it went on for like two hours. But it wasn't kind of like our podcast we done on it. It was this was nothing like that. This was us, you know, bringing up points that none of us agreed with each other on. So we was arguing back and forth about our points. Yeah, and 
the beauty of it is we don't always agree on everything, so it keeps the conversation. If we got agreed about everything, it wouldn't be no fun talking about it. No. Yeah, different points of view is what makes it interesting. What's your take on it? Well, look at this side of it. Yeah, that, and that's why we enjoy talking about it all the time. This has nothing to do with Doom. I know. Which I think we've kind of run our course with the Doom yeah, conversation. More for or now. less for now, yeah. until so, the second part comes around. Yeah. So, uh, I think we was gonna talk about some of the uh, the new movie trailers that come out during the Super Bowl. Yeah, that might be a problem. Yeah, only I've only seen them. one of them. You didn't what, man? I sent you guys a video of all of them. Well, you did? I think I did. No. I, oh, I think I did it back during the Super Bowl. Oh. I don't think I did it within the last two weeks. No, the the one I watched was uh, stuff people kept from was off of movie sets. Actors kept from movie scenes, oh. and it was talking about Hermione kept her wand, Harry kept his glasses. Oh, I said that out. Uh, yeah, uh, Tom Holland kept Zendaya. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, hadn't thought about it that way, but yeah, okay. Yeah. That was one of the things that he supposedly took from the set with him. Yeah. Well, I mean, we all watched the Deadpool 3 trailer. Right. So that, That's the only one I've seen. Yeah. I don't What What else premiered on the Super Bowl? Oh, God. Now it's been it's been two weeks since I watched it. Uh, I think they had a different trailer out for uh, Fall Guy, which actually... Not looking forward to that. Neither. I wasn't either, but this new trailer looks better than the first trailer. Yeah. So I, I want to watch it. I've... I know you're excited I'm for not, it, but I'm... In my head, I'm not looking at it as the old school fall guy that come out in the 80s, 70s or 80s, whenever that was. I'm not looking at that just called the fall guy. I mean, I probably, I'm sure i watch it. It might be good. It's just... I'm not like, I really want to go see this or I want to see this or I want to know what happens. It's like, oh, it's a movie. When it comes around, I'll watch it. It's got plenty of action and plenty of comedy. That right there snatches me right into a mm, movie. Yeah, like probably good. Did you see the uh, trailer for Borderlands? Yes. Michael sent me that. That looks funny. Now, I think I did see that one. It's got Kevin Hart in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I like the Borderlands game. So. Me, me and Michael, we uh, we sitting out at the house. And I had a, I think it was a PS3. Had Borderlands 2. We stuck it in there about 10 o'clock that night. About... 11 o'clock the next day, we finally got off the game. There you go. <laughs> we were both sitting there playing, and he picked up my character out for me. I was like, why is it your dude is doing better than my dude? Oh, my dude's got this ability. I said, well, why couldn't I have him? He said, because we can't have two of them on here. I was like, why not? Because you're playing up here. I'm playing down here. We're not actually playing together. I said, this is Bullshit. You picked a good guy. You give me the trashy guy over here so you can laugh at me, make fun of me through the whole game. And that's pretty much what he did. But we, I mean, we had a blast. And I won't say the graphics are good on there, but I love the, the way that it's drawn. The way that they've mm-hmm. done it. It's totally different than any other game. And it, it's a pretty good game. Oh, it, I like that. I, I love them. And I actually, you know, kind of, a, kind of a controversial take between people in the that play the Borderlands games. I really like the uh, the pre-sequels, they call it, the Borderlands 1.5. I haven't played it. I like it. it it's set on, on uh, like, a moon of a planet, and so there's, like, low or no gravity. So you're, you, your character moves weird. You kind of, you know, you move like you're on the moon. And I liked it. A lot of people didn't, but I liked it. Because, it, you know, they put out Borderlands, and they put out Borderlands 2. Then they put out Borderlands 1.5, what they call the pre-sequel. 
You know what I mean? Boys played Borderland 2. And I had to get another PlayStation to play Borderlands again. Ended up giving my other one to my son Douglas. Didn't have it a couple months. Yeah. And also, uh, they released a new trailer for uh, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. The fourth movie in that franchise. Now, my... Not like youngest, all of those, so I'll definitely be looking forward to that one. My youngest son loves all the Planet of the Apes mm-hmm. movies. Drives me crazy when he talks to me about them movies. Cause mm-hmm. I don't, I don't watch them. Oh, you need to. <laughs> but I've he, just started. I watched the first one. We do a podcast. I'll drag his little ass in here, and he can take my spot because I'm gonna tell you right now, he will drive you crazy mm-hmm. with the stuff on there because he he remembers everything, and he gets into detail. This this. I was like, son, I've never watched it. Oh, but you, son, I've never watched. You can describe it to me to a T. I've never watched it. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. Do Man. I want to watch it? No. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I watched all the older ones. This is completely different from what oh, I've read. I oh, haven't yeah. seen the originals, but I went on because before I started watching, because there's so many movies. The now we're originals. talking about the ones that start with Caesar, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I had to go online and look up, like, where do I start if I want to watch these? So I read about, you know, all the different things. And basically... You know, the originals are have their own kind of story and timeline. Mm-hmm, yeah. Then you got the one that came out in 2000, which is basically just a remake of the very first movie, but it's slightly different. Yeah, it's kind of a standalone, really. That's what, the, when I read online, that's what they said. They said, but it's different enough that it's basically by itself, and then you've yeah. got the, you know. I think they wanted to start a series of movies with it, but it never really took off. You just have the first one, because it ends like it would jump right into another movie. See, but and then Rise but of the Planet of the Apes came out like 12, 13 years later, and it, again, basically just reset everything. Yeah. And it's set in kind of like its own timeline and universe of all that stuff. And again, my whole thing is, if it was somewhat plausible, it wouldn't bother me none. But a whole Planet it's of a Apes. Movie. I know, but a whole Planet of Apes versus the how many billions of people on Earth... And how many Did you just are say if it was somewhat plausible with the shit we watch? Yeah. We're just talking about Dune. And Wizards. Oh, yeah. Hey, don't be knocking the Wizards. I'm not, not knocking them. I'm just saying the plausible thing don't work. I, I get it. It's just <laughs> monkeys, man. How have monkeys taking over humanity? They get smarter. There's not enough of them. They breed, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> There's just not enough of them. Well, so many of them well, is endangered and stuff. I can't tell you how they done it because if you ever, I, I'd ruin it. Yeah, don't. You know what I mean. Well, I've only seen the first one, so well, even I don't know. There's a little hint toward that in the end of the first one. I can't tell you what happens. What man. I was getting ready to tell him. I can't him. tell you what brings humanity down because that ruined the movies for you. Yeah, and yeah, don't ruin it for me because in the first one, basically, all they're doing is basically just freeing themselves in the first one yes. from from a San Francisco zoo, and San Francisco kind of like holding pen. Now I can see how. So gorillas I can, and stuff. I can see how they can take, take over, over San Francisco. Because a gorilla could rip a dude in half. Oh, yeah. Well, there is a few uh, gorillas in, yeah. in in the movie, the first movie that I watched, oh. Rise of the Planet of the Apes. All I will tell you is, as the monk, as the gorillas, primates, monkeys are getting more advanced, there's something that happens that Devolves. hurts humans. Uh, they probably got forced with some kind of vaccine for something, and it's dumbed them down. I'm not going to tell you nothing more than than that. 
That's how COVID started. <laughs> They're trying to take us out with the the monkey plague. The, yeah, or the bat plague. The bats. I was about to say the bats. They don't. The yeah. bats are going to come back and rule the day and night. Yeah. Going to have vampires coming at me. I'm going to have to run around with stakes in my boots and everything, and not a semi-rare stake, but an actual wooden stake. <laughs> I hope it ain't. I hope it ain't got to be a silver stake because I don't have that kind of money to be going out and buying <laughs> silver stakes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who knows if that happens? Maybe you'll. Uh, maybe you get to meet. Uh, Maybe you're running to Cape Beckinsale. Hmm. I doubt that happens. Only. <laughs> <laughs> now you're like you would run into uh, Bella. Yeah, no, my 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 reaction exactly. I love those movies, but I just I don't really care much for Kristen Stewart. She can't act worth it. Yeah, she can't act. Nope. Anyway, another trailer that well, this ain't really this is a, a new trailer for a movie we already saw a trailer for, but they dropped a Netflix dropped a new trailer for that movie Damsel. With uh, Millie Bobby Brown in it. Hmm. So, it still looks like it's going to be pretty good. I don't know when it comes out. It may already be out. I'm not sure. I haven't been on Netflix to see. But, it, I mean, you know, every year at Super Bowl, that's when you get all the really good, you know, commercials. So, well, there was a few good uh, trailers for movies. Used to get really good commercials. They don't have the good commercials like they used to. Oh, the, I mean, now the best commercials are when you go on YouTube afterward and look at the Red Band commercials. Oh, yeah. The ones that just couldn't make it. Hmm. The Skittles commercial. I haven't seen any of them. Oh, not I'm not talking about newer ones. I'm talking about one of the oh. older Skittle commercials. There's yeah. a couple of them. March Holy 8th. crap. <laughs> March 8th is when that movie Damsel comes out on Netflix with Millie Bobby Brown. They're uh, filming. Oh, go ahead. Oh no! Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, you mentioned Millie Bobby Brown. They're filming the fourth, and I would say the final episode or season of Stranger Things. Yeah. It have to be because those kids got to be almost near thirty by now. Yeah, I don't understand how <laughs> that's. I don't understand how that's working. Yeah, Millie Bobby Brown is like twenty-one now. Yeah, they got to. They, they're going to have to jump it ahead uh, with the age, but yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I've liked the rest of it. I'm going to see how it wraps up. I mean, you got to look at the Harry Potter series. How long it it ran mm. well i mean they went from 11 to 17 so yeah yeah and it was way past age 17 <laughs> yeah yeah in the books you know at, at the end of the book harry potter is you know 17 years old uh i'd say daniel ratcliffe filming part two to the movie oh he was probably what 23 24 uh, easily if not older yeah there's two years in between each movie so, with, uh, the release of each movie yeah so that that's one thing about uh Max and the the series they're doing, they're going when they start filming, they're going to have to basically film all seven seasons just back to back to back to back. That way the kids don't outgrow their roles. Well, yeah, because they're they're putting more into it. The book, the book is supposed to be the whole. Everything's supposed to be in there. The TV series is supposed yeah. to have everything from the book mm-hmm. in it. Uh, I Hopefully, wait. Hopefully, A faithful adaptation. Yes, you better I cannot be. wait. Because Fred and George do a bunch of crazy stuff mm. in there. They leave out, and I can't wait to see it be put back the in. The swamp? Yes. yes. Peeves. Peeves. God, yeah, I can't definitely. wait to see what they do with Peeves. Yeah, that's how you That's how you find out if you've got a true Harry Potter friend. You look at them and say, well, what do you think about Peeves' character? If they have no idea what you're talking about, they've only seen the movies. Yeah, they've never read the books. You slap them upside the damn head. <laughs> you turn them around, tell them to go to the room, not to come back out to at least read the first book. Yep. Yep. And then... Once they read that first book, you ain't got to worry about making them read the rest of them. They're like, I've missed so much. And then they start reading to them. 
Yep. And if they're anything like me, they'll finish reading them and then they'll immediately start over. And I, over. And, and over. And over. I done yep. that when I had the tapes and when I had them on my iPod, my little iPod shuffle. Because, like I said, I was steam cleaning. I'd pop the Harry Potter book on and I'd just steam clean. And I listened to it so much that I don't have the the things like I gotta listen to it again right now because I've listened to it so much back then. Don't get me wrong, I still like them. Like I said, book seven, I just listened to it for the second time ever. Amazing. I might listen to it again pretty soon. Start from the beginning and go through because there's I a lot of the questions I asked on our last episode of our Harry Potter thing come from what I listened to in book seven. We also have an Instagram. Oh, yeah. Yep. We have, well, we've got it. I haven't posted anything on it yet. Uh, I got to give you guys the information because you guys are way more into posting on social media than I am. I'm the young one here, but yet I never post on social media. I don't have any form of social media except for an Instagram, and I just use it to look at other people's stuff. And be sending stuff back and forth. Right. Basically, I use it to send memes. That's that's the only thing I do with it. I don't post anything myself. So, yeah, I got to give you guys the information so you guys can handle all of our posting our well mainly you Jackie posting our stuff from down at Universal our pictures down there yeah cause I've got a shitload of pictures I just gotta get yours that way we can uh mm-hmm. get all of our stuff on there cause you've got some videos cause you had the uh I had GoPro the GoPro on. the very first time we yeah. went yeah kind of find oh you can't wear the GoPro doing this and you yeah. can't wear the GoPro every time I go that. to get on a ride they're like uh you gotta take put a GoPro in your pocket it is literally mounted and strapped to me I, I've got a full on harness with the GoPro attached to it it's yeah. it's more likely to come out of my pocket than it is to come off this harness, but nope, I had to take it off. Now, I can see it on the Velocicoaster. <laughs> Even that, I've got it strapped around my chest. It's not like it's on my head. It yeah, never was on my head. It's more likely that the clip might give out or something with the way Yeah, but in my pocket, is. it's more likely to slide right out, which yeah, I wear pocket nets. Yeah, they hanging up that'll stop anything from hitting anybody in the ground. On the bottom part, so I'd be more worried about sliding out of my pocket and hitting somebody, you know, in one of the seats behind us. Oh, they're more worried about the people below them. Because there were some people that were standing down. That's one of the reasons they put the nets up. Oh, they yeah. Were throwing stuff up at the riders as they went by, see if they could catch it and stuff. Yeah. Which is dumb as can be. It sounds well, fun, but no. <laughs> yeah. Take something that's already kind of dangerous and let's make it a little bit more dangerous. Get that adrenaline pumping. Again, like I said, love to ride. I don't like my ass cheeks coming up off that seat, though. I feel like I'm going to get sucked through them handlebars. Even though I'm a fat ass, I feel like I'm going to get sucked through them handlebars. I don't like it. I don't I don't get that feeling at all. And I'm, you know, a freaking twig. You're a toothpick, yeah. As soon as my butt cheeks come up off that seat when we go do the loop loops, mm-mm, I lock my legs up underneath that bar to push my ass down. I'm fine after that. I don't want to feel my butt come up off that seat. That's why you like the Hulk. Hulk coaster better. Oh, you can't. That's G forces right there. You are pinned in your seat. You can't hardly lean forward to take a breath. Yeah, it it literally sucks you back to the seat. But it's fun. I like See, the velocity coaster. I just love speed. The, the I, faster, the better. I like it too, because it launches up to like I think the fastest is like seventy, 70 miles. Yep, seventy mile an hour. Yeah, that's the launch out. <laughs> yeah, it's uh. And then you corkscrew upside down over top of the water and stuff. Oh, it's I'm gonna tell you right now, it's fun. 
it will it'll definitely get you awake in the morning. Don't, don't eat before you go on. Oh it. no, we never do that. No, I definitely couldn't do that. We uh, we'll hit it, then Hagrid's, and then we'll go grab something to eat, or we'll hit Hagrid's. Well, then yeah, we'll go normally it's Hagrid's first. Then we'll go to the Lost Coaster. Then we go get something to eat. Then we hit the rest. Yeah, we go to the Three Broomsticks, baby. Yep. Because it's only open at the time. <laughs> on that side of the park, yeah. yeah. Full yeah, English, baby. Full Lincoln English. Calden, ain't open yet. It's on the other side of the park, so that's yep. why. Yeah, we're getting ready to go back down there again, people. So we'll definitely have some more pictures. And mm-hmm. now that we have a podcast, we'll, we might actually go down there and just walk around and film some stuff and talk about go. it and post it on our stuff. Yep. Again, we got right back on Harry Potter. <laughs> I mean, that's that's basically always going to happen with us. Yeah. If we can make it through a whole podcast without saying Harry, the, saying Harry Potter once, I'd be amazed. Well, we couldn't really do that because we're on a night bus. We are. Oh, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. yeah. We, we start the podcast off by mentioning, you know, something Harry Potter related. Yep. I'm surprised old Stan Champagne ain't stuck, stuck over here and wanted something. Yeah. Hey, Neville. What you got right there? <laughs> yeah. You hear that, Ern? Neville is Harry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Now I, I wish they would have had the shrunken head in the books. Yeah, that yeah. would have been that was good. that was something cool they added to the movies. Yeah, I, that I actually enjoyed that they added to it. Hey guys, why are they long faces? <laughs> yeah, that was that was a cool addition. There's a few things from the movie that I kind of hope they do add to the series that's not in the books. But if they don't, then I'm probably fine with it. Because as long as they stick to the books, I'm good. If you want to add something, add certain things from the movies like that. Or like in the second movie, in the book, you know, uh, when Harry's, uh, when Ron and uh, the Weasley twins are helping Harry escape from uh, his bedroom, you know, uh, Vern and uh, Dursley, he doesn't, he sees it happening, but he doesn't. He doesn't grab a hold of Harry and fall out the window like he does in the movies. That's hilarious in the movie. Yep, but also Harry can't get to his trunk, and Fred and George can lockpick. Yeah, so they pick. They don't use magic. They manually, well, you know, for them, they pick the lock of his door to get out. They go downstairs. They pick the lock to get into the cupboard to get Harry's school stuff. They come back up, and then they're going to leave, and they realize they're well. People know Harry Potter. They realize they forgot Hedwig, and that's what causes all the commotion. Vernon Dursley wakes up and, you know, finds that Harry's gone. In the movie, that's what causes the commotion, too. Vernon Dursley makes it in there in time to grab a hold of Harry's ankle, and he ends up falling out the window. Yeah, drags his ass right out that window. And I I like that. It didn't happen in the book, but I like it. That was a cool thing that the movie had. Not much else that the movie added that's that's different than the book that's worth it. Most of the stuff, I'm like, no, please don't do that. Yeah, now I like the... Like I was telling y'all last night, I like how Harry popped up out of Hagrid's arm alive. And the seventh one, part two. Yep. I, liked I, I didn't how he like did it. that. I didn't like the fact that he was, the fighting took off, but I'm, I wish they would have showed it in the movie where the centaurs come over the hill and then all the people from Hogsmeade. Yeah. And you might get a stuff. chance to still see it. Yeah. Or well, we should in. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't get none of that because of the whole Harry thing you're talking about. If you get all that, then you, the, the camera's not going to show Harry popping up and all that stuff, which it shouldn't because that's not how it happened in the book. Harry just kind of disappeared through all the chaos in the book with the invisibility cloak on. Yeah, and he's, he's walking through. Left and right. Yeah, he's walking through stunning people, and he's casting, you know, Protego charms over people. So, you know, Voldemort doesn't realize who's protecting all these people. 
Till Harry yanks off that cloak after uh, Bellatrix is killed by Mrs. Weasley. Whooped that ass. Yeah. In the book, I love how they done it in the book. I do not like how they did it in the movie. No. Now she come out there, not my daughter, you bitch. And she had some attitude to her, but then she started casting spells, and she got that kind of worried look on her face and scared. That ain't Miss Weasley. She had raised Fred and George. There ain't a damn bone in that woman. She's scared of nothing. Because of Fred and George. <laughs> and they should have kept that anger on her face and kept the movements in it where she was literally forcing her back. And then, boom. But, nah, they had to they had to mess it up for me. Yeah, there was, there was not enough emotion there and not enough uh There wasn't enough anger. fire. Because mm-hmm. she was mad. She wasn't scared. She she was she didn't want to have her, but she was just fired up because she mm. actually shot a killing curse at her daughter. And Miss Weezy went into mama bear mode and she was going to tear Bellatrix up even though I like Bellatrix. Oh yeah, Bellatrix. Is- that's always been a favorite part of yours. I know you, you've mentioned it a bunch of times. Yeah, I love Bellatrix. Uh, yeah. I mean, the difference the- with, with, with Molly. Oh yeah, I mentioned it all the time. And that's just I- one of the differences they made. And I don't know why they would do that for because you want to show that fire then in the the heat to it. She didn't, they didn't give it though. That was not enough. And the Karkaroff scene in the fourth movie, when he spits at Dumbledore's feet, and Hagrid oh, yanks him up. Oh yeah, and slams him against yeah, the tree. That that needs to be better <clears throat> in the series. In uh, book seven, when uh, the oh, Car- yes. Caro spits, spits at it. McGonagall, McGonagall and Harry. Oh, and Harry, Harry yanks off that cloak and says, "You shouldn't have done that," and hits him with the Crucio. Yeah. Oh, that that that's probably my favorite part of all of book seven. Book seven's amazing. That's probably my favorite part from the whole book. When he does that, just you shouldn't have done that. Oh yeah. Crucio. Out of all the teachers, that was his favorite. Mm-hmm. And just boom. Yeah. That, that was that's great. That was one of the scenes I'm going down the road listening to when I'm running parts. Like, oh yes. Yep, yep. Oh, there's multiple, multiple scenes when I'm reading this in Harry Potter in the books there's multiple times where I just found myself like oh here we go and I'm getting all excited and then something I'm like yeah I'm, I'm sure we've all got our little favorite you know little parts well what's yours we just named off like uh, four or five in the movie I love it when they're when they're battling in the uh, where they where they get the uh, where Sirius dies oh yeah in the ministry ministry in, in the, the ministry and it's not in the book but it's in the movie and they're in the middle of the battle and he says good one James oh yeah mm-hmm because he's, and he's talking to Harry because he's yeah they're side by side you know doing you know, he, he's back he's back with his buddy again his best friend because mm-hmm. he looks like James yeah and then in Sirius's head he's always he's he he's he's living his past yeah you know? yeah oh that's another moment that you know wasn't in the book to add it that's a cool one yeah. I thought you was going to say the uh, the whole battle between Voldemort and uh, Dumbledore in the Ministry just after that it's better in the book. <laughs> it is, but it was at least but cool. It was good. I mean, it was really it good. It was cool looking in the movie. They at least visually made it look good. It wasn't yeah. really accurate. It wasn't quite enough there, but it was cool looking. Now, when uh, the fourth movie come out, and they had the bat, Harry and uh, Voldemort battled in the graveyard, and you first see the wands hit together, and it looks like lava coming off of them. Now, that right there. I love the visual on that one right there. Yeah. In my head, it was nowhere near as good in my head as it was on that screen. I'm just thinking, you know, they hit and it's little stuff going back and forth. I didn't visually 
put the rest of it with it, and it was just so good. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. You, you had that look on your head. Like no, I'm just, I'm just trying to remember it. it. Yeah. Yeah, because it's just, they did the same thing in the. Now it's the, not 100 percent accurate. No. Because in the book, it instead of you know when the spells meet, it's uh everything kind of you get like a gold you know stuff going on around them. So, yeah. But it just, where in the movie it looks like lava, in the book it looks like gold lava. Which yep. is still, you know, it's similar. Just they, the color ain't exactly right, but it's still like it's still really cool, like you were saying. Oh yeah, visually, that yeah. really. Drew and me I'm expecting them to be able to do even more visually, because we can do more now with you know CGI and all this stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I'm expecting it to look even better, even cooler. A lot of this stuff. Yeah, they don't have to worry about uh, floating candles falling on their heads now. No, no. <laughs> Speaking of candles, you still haven't put the batteries in yours and seen what they look like yet. No, every time I go to the store, I keep Jesus. forgetting to buy batteries for them. Mm. I I went on to the TikTok shop and uh, they had the floating candles. You get twenty of them for, I think at the time it was like ten, eleven dollars, whatever it was. I spent like twenty eight dollars and I bought forty of them. Yeah, this is the second out, week in a row he's told us on the podcast, and he still has not tried them out. Yeah, and you just building our suspense. The bad thing is, I didn't know they didn't come with batteries, <laughs> so now I got to buy forty AAA batteries. Now, there's something you can post on your Instagram page when you get them all hung. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that, it'll be up on our Instagram what they look like. I wouldn't mind hanging them up in here, but can't get by with that. So. No. Mm. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> yeah. So, I'll, I'll definitely, uh, as soon as I get them put together and put up, because you got to add the wires to it, the fishing line to them to hang them. Because I'm not going to have them all the same heights. I'm going to make them look like oh, they're yeah. oh, yeah, I mean, kind of yeah. floating. And, well, I mean, you said you're using fishing wire. I would say if you use, like, a different type of cord that has, like, kind of a spring to it, you can make it where they kind of move up and down on their own a little bit by just, you know, giving them a little pull and it just kind of makes it do this. Mm. Well, yeah. Uh, well, like I said, I want to take the uh, those LED lights that you can get and make it like a zigzag pattern and then put the white cotton over top of it to where it looks like it's lightning striking through the clouds. Oh, Plus, you got yeah. the candles hanging down, just like you was standing in the uh, great hall looking up and still being able to see outside. That would be cool. Oh, that would. I don't know if I'm that talented yet, but we will find out. I got adult money. I'm gonna, I'll, I will find oh, out. Good <laughs> yeah, that's one way to put it. Glad somebody does. I got adult money. <laughs> that's, don't turn me loose in a, a DIY place and I got adult money because... I go crazy. Yeah, Hobby Lobby is not a place to send you. <sighs> no, because I get in there and I got oh, I so much stuff run through my head. Yeah, I, I, you went in there with me one time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, was, it was literally just like a month and a half ago, two months ago. Yeah, that's when we watched The Beekeeper. Yep, because we, we may or may not have left a little too early. And yeah. we were going to get to the movies like an hour and a half ahead of time. Wonka. It was Wonka. Because, because we, we thought we were picking... Wonka. Jamie, Jamie up, but he's going to go eat breakfast. He ended up losing power, so he yeah. couldn't go. So, yeah. you know, we decided not to eat breakfast, and we ended up just walking around uh, Hobby Lobby Hobby Lobby for a while. Well, we walked around a couple different places, but Hobby Lobby was the main one we walked yeah. around. And, yeah, he was in there like, oh, I could use this, but I'm like, hey, we're, we're not buying nothing right now. Just <laughs> drop it, drop it. Yeah, because I tell you right now, I get one in places, and my mind goes to work, and I can make some stuff. I'm, uh, I don't, 
I mean, I don't get out enough to do that, but yeah, I'm not one of those people that walks around the store going, all right, let me get this because I could use it. I don't do that. Oh, that's me. My my downfall is YouTube. Mm. And sales. Yeah. If you walk into Walmart or Hobby Lobby or any place like that and they've got a clearance section, that's the first place you go. Oh, exactly. They've got some good stuff in clearance. That, that used to have some really good stuff in clearance. They don't, not, nowadays, they don't really do it because they don't put every store around here out of business. So mm-hmm. they don't have to come up with some crazy sales like mm-hmm. they used to have and everything. Now all the sales are online. Yeah. But you get me on YouTube, like I said, I get into a rabbit hole. I, I have never owned a horse in my life. But I can tell you right now, I could clean the hoofs up on one. I could trim them. I can uh, cut down the frog and stuff on one. I can actually take the shoe, heat it up, uh, put it on the horse, mark out where it needs to go, hammer it down, and literally put it on a horse. Never owned one in my life. If I watch enough videos, I know I could do it. Mm. Never owned bees. I can tell you right now, I could raise bees right now. And from what I've seen on there, I could do it. So you're saying you're a beekeeper? I could be. But is it a beekeeper or, or a, a beekeeper? beekeeper. <laughs> That's me. That's like, I'm a mechanic, but I'm not a mechanic. Yeah. Another Jason Statham movie. Yeah, if they don't they don't catch on to it, they just ain't cool as us. <laughs> yeah, they haven't watched as many yeah, movies. Yeah, we, we talk in vague references and movie quotes. Just get used to it. All oh, the time. Yeah. It, if, if, I, if you hear me say something kind of off-tone that you don't understand, it's a movie quote. I make movie references all the time, and mm-hmm. most people don't get them because I watch a ton of movies. I used to watch a shitload of movies. Nowadays, it's YouTube videos and. You ever drop that quote and just get a look? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody, you, you say something and somebody look at you and you're like, mm-hmm. they get it. Yep. <laughs> yep. That happens a lot up there at work. <laughs> yep. I mean, I just watched, uh, well, what? I, Technically, I watched I watched two movies last night. One of them was new to me. One was one I had seen, but not in a while. And it was which we talked about last night. But I watched uh, Focus, the Will Smith movie, which I had already seen before, with him and uh, Margot Robbie. Good movie. And then I watched a movie I hadn't seen before called Stardust. It came out in '07. Real good movie. And that was a really good movie. I was yeah, that's shocked. one you guys have seen, but I haven't yet. Yeah, yeah. we we explained it to you last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna gonna check gonna, it out. It sounds watch, pretty good. Watch it so we can. Uh, Oh yeah, do a podcast. Oh yeah, that's another one we can talk about because that movie came out in two thousand seven, so it's it's an older movie by now. Yeah, and people should have seen. Some people should have seen. Well, I was gonna say now. I just found out about it last night, so you say that I should have told you about it before because I've I've watched it. I know it ten times. Mm. Yeah, but so yeah, people out there, that's you know, that's a movie worth watching. Stardust. Yeah. It's on Amazon Prime, so you know, y'all need to watch it. So when we go into our review and stuff of it. Y'all can sit back, like, oh, yeah, then you can reminisce what you've seen, or be like, they're wrong, they're totally wrong. Let me get on their Instagram, and I'll tell them what part they was wrong on. Then we'll go back through there and look, and if y'all have movie suggestions or anything, just pop them up on there, and we'll do them. Yeah. I mean, they can leave comments on. Yeah, leave comments on on, anything. I'm just saying, if you listen to the podcast, if you listen on Apple or on Spotify, you can leave comments and And questions. welcome every comment you leave. If you have a... Critique, you want to, you know, critique. yeah, tell us, we'll, we'll read it, and if it's like, well, you know, well, we can do that, or if it's something wildly crazy, nah, we can't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is hard to say, because I do all kind of wild, crazy stuff. Mm. <laughs> 
Well, it looks like the night bus is getting ready to pull up at the Leaky Cauldron. Yep, that'll be our stop for tonight. No. I don't know what Jamie Jamie's over there some watching. Some weird random page opened up when I was checking the time. <laughs> he just rolled his phone over and all of a sudden it's playing a video. I must have left TikTok playing. <laughs> Jesus. Well, yep. we're at our destination, so signing off for tonight. See you.